Bienvenido a Kaiser Permanente. El doctor ya te puede ver. Verá que aunque eres muy activo, ahora te cansas más rápido de lo normal. Verá que a menudo almuerzas comida rápida. Verá que pones a tu familia primero y tu salud tiende a caer en segundo o tercer lugar. Y claro que verá que tienes el azúcar alto, igual que tu papá. En Kaiser Permanente trabajamos juntos para ver todo lo que tú eres y darte el cuidado que tú mereces. Kaiser Permanente, para todo lo que tú eres. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Or. House cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dallon Ball is going to go for a touchdown. The game's over. Webster Slaughter. Hello Cleveland, welcome to uh, Emergency Edition of the 1085 Great Iron Podcast. We actually have some, no, I guess it's not really breaking news anymore, but it's close enough. Uh, but I won't reveal that to, to you until I introduce my co-host Jack McCurry of North Post Sports. How are you doing today, Jack? Uh, I'm fired up, man. It's a good day to be a Cleveland Browns fan. Absolutely. And, you know, we're obviously here because the Browns have officially hired Freddie Kitchens as their new head coach of the Cleveland Browns. So we are absolutely excited for that. Uh, we recorded yesterday with uh, Stephen Thomas, and we really uh, went into great length about Freddie and why we thought the Browns should go in that direction. And thankfully, uh, they did go in that direction. So. Uh, Jack, when you're looking at this hire, you know, this coaching search took, you could almost say it took since Hugh Jackson uh, was let go because you saw, obviously, Greg Williams um, put himself out there as a candidate with the turnaround, obviously, Freddie Kitchens. And then, uh, so you can say that this coaching search took two, three months, and it seems to have uh, basically interviewing Freddie Kitchens that long. Uh, they were able to find out what kind of guy uh, he's going to be leading this franchise, and they finally made that decision today to officially give him the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at it, he got a eight-game audition, you know, and then you got to see um, what he was able to do behind the scenes, and I'm sure John Dorsey kept a close eye on it and, you know, kept him in his back pocket. And then, obviously, the official search started after the Baltimore game. They interviewed seven candidates, and uh, they had Freddie Kitchens be the last one. And I think they let him, you know, be prepared for this because it's arguably the biggest interview of his whole career. And I, I mean, I, from what I heard, Freddie did a, had a great interview. Uh, 
you know, had some people in the room kind of double take, like, wow, we really didn't expect this out of Freddie. And, you know, everybody in the committee obviously came away um, with a consensus that Freddie was the guy. And now he's the new head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And obviously when you look at uh, your head coach, you want him to have a fantastic relationship with your quarterback. And, you know, we saw through those eight games the relationship uh, between him and Baker Mayfield. Um, you saw some things on those uh, NFL films, uh, mic'd up editions, some of the interactions that those two guys had. You could tell that they really enjoy being around each other on a football field. And when you have a relationship uh, between quarterback and offensive coordinator, now quarterback and head coach like that, uh, it can only mean great things for the franchise. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, at the end of the day, you want him to have a great relationship with the whole roster, but when you look at it and see the relationship that he has with Baker Mayfield and, you know, their interactions on the sidelines and everything. And obviously, you know, people took uh, a ton of criticism, put a ton of criticism towards the two for the uh, one gesture that Baker made on the sideline following the touchdown pass to Darren Fells. I think it was against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, Kitchens, you know, played it off. Baker played it off like it was nothing. But, you know, you can just see that those two have a very strong relationship. And it makes you wonder if those two grew closer when there was, you know, the rift going on between Hugh and Haley. And, you know, you can just see that they do have a strong bond and hopefully it leads to great success for the Browns in 2019 and beyond. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think with, uh, you know, you talk about this relationship a little bit, and reportedly Baker Mayfield was FaceTimed into some of the interviews uh, that the Browns had for their head coach. So, um, Jack, what's your overall opinion on uh, Baker being FaceTimed into some of these interviews? Um, maybe not potentially having a say, but being uh, aware of what's going on during that interview process. I mean, you talk. With Greg Williams, you talked about, he talked about how Baker Mayfield was the supreme leader. Um, I wouldn't have necessarily put just Baker into those interviews. You know, I think there's more than just him as leaders on the team. I mean, you look at guys like Christian Kirksey, Miles Garrett, Joel Batonio, among others. Like, there's a ton of leadership on this team, but. I think there's only one supreme leader and it's Baker. And, you know, I do feel a little iffy about him being involved in the interviews, but at the end of the day, you know, at the biggest relationship that Freddie was going to have is with Baker Mayfield. You know, he's the offensive mind that I think the team's been searching for to pair up with Baker. And obviously at the end of the day, you know, that's the guy that probably should have the most input off the roster. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned that he's the supreme leader, and uh, you know, obviously, the quarterback's the face, the face of the franchise, and it was. Uh, there's no doubt about it that Baker uh, was the one that led that comeback this season. Um, he, he helped turn things around, so there, there's no doubt that he's a leader of this football team. Uh, at least on the, on the offensive side, you, you could say that there may be a couple guys on defense. Um, that leaves that side of the ball, but there's no doubt in my mind that uh, Baker speaks for everyone on that roster. Um, there's a, a bit of a relief, I guess you could say. Um, I believe you said his name was Charles Robinson. He said that Freddie Kitchens reports directly uh, to John Dorsey, which is 
vastly different uh, with Hugh Jackson, who reported directly to Jimmy Haslam. So obviously it seems that the structure is finally how it should be. Um, hopefully uh, things don't change. And uh, it seems that John Dorsey, uh, after a year plus, has finally got his influence into that organization of how things are properly run. And they finally have that power structure correct with Freddie Kitchens reporting directly to John Dorsey. Yeah, it, it really looks like that Jimmy Haslam is finally backing off and is letting the people he hires do their job. And, you know, that report came out just before we started recording. And to see that John Dorsey is the man that Freddie Kitchens has to report to, that's how things should be. You know, no offense to Jimmy Haslam, but his track record as owner hasn't been that great since he took over the team in 2012. Um, you know, when you look up the, the word dysfunction, Jimmy Haslam's name or picture name and picture was probably next to that definition. Uh, but it looks like now that things are heading in the right direction with this organization, with John Dorsey as the general manager, pretty much the leader of that organization. Um there's still going to be ownership and they still have to sign off on moves and stuff, but to see that they trust in John Dorsey and that they were in lockstep on the hiring of Freddie kitchens, it, it looks like things are starting to go on the upswing for the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, that's music, I think to everyone's ears because the last few years under Haslam's leadership, it had been a disaster prior to John Dorsey coming along. And, and for what it's worth, I know we won't talk too much of uh, Columbus Crew on here, which Jimmy Haslam now owns, but I've seen a lot of positive reaction from the way that he has set things up down there as well. So maybe uh, it took him some time to, you know, it's good. there's going to be lo- uh, tough lessons uh, when it comes to owning a sports franchise. And um, hopefully he's learned some of those lessons now. Uh, now that he has two franchises, it, it seems like things are finally – uh, going in the right direction for him, and, and hopefully it can only mean good things for both of those franchises moving forward. Uh, according to uh, Les Levine, uh, who I've been a big fan of for, for many years and have enjoyed watching slash listening to him, and he was on 92-3 to fan today, and he said, uh, the Browns offered Mike McCarthy the head coach position, but there was a mandate that they had to keep Freddie Kitchens. Now, we heard... Uh, rumblings of this but uh you know if this is true jack uh it's it speaks to how how highly they think of freddie kitchens and uh for mccarthy to to say no uh uh you know to you know you you had this potential ugly marriage like they had with hugh jackson and uh todd haley they had they had the potential to do that again and Thankfully, the Browns just completely bypassed that and went to the guy that they really wanted. Yeah, I think uh, from the start of the coaching search, I think the organization wanted to keep Freddie Kitchens at some capacity just because of the bond that he had with Baker Mayfield and the success the offense was having in those final eight games. Um, You know, it wouldn't shock me if that report was true that they – wanted to hire McCarthy, but they wanted to keep Freddie at the same time. And I think, you know, with McCarthy, he wants to call his own plays. He wants to run his offense. I don't think he was going to surrender his offense to Freddie Kitchens or anybody um, that he could potentially hire as an offensive coordinator. So 
at the end of the day, I think the Browns made the right move. You know, you're going to want to keep Freddie just because it looks like that success is working. You don't want to risk the potential of losing Freddie in a year if he was going to be offensive coordinator under somebody else's head coach. And then Freddie gets a head coaching gig in 2020. So, uh, you know, while Mike McCarthy's track record looks like or it his track record was solid at Green Bay. It looks like there is more to that situation and to why he was um, fired by the Packers at the end of the season because, you know, we've heard rumblings about a potential rift between him and Aaron Rodgers, and maybe it's more on McCarthy than it is Rodgers at this point. Well, it appears that the uh, the search committee, which we highlighted a couple episodes ago, uh, of Jimmy Haslam, J.W. Johnson, John Dorsey, uh, you could fill in the rest, but uh, it seems that there wasn't a, a unanimous decision, a unanimous decision uh, on that committee of who they should hire. The other guy uh, that it seemed to come down to was uh, uh, Kevin St- uh, Stefanski, uh, the offensive coordinator or the interim offensive coordinator of the Vikings, and. Uh, it appears uh, there's a report out there from Pro Football Talk today saying that uh, the analytics people uh, on the Browns really like Stefanski. When you hear something like that, Jack, uh, you know, obviously there was a huge uh, analytics debate when Sashi Brown was here and when he was let go. When you hear something like that, this. Do you just completely kind of brush it off and think that it's no big deal? Or do you think that uh, the potential rift uh, on that search committee was uh, is should be uh, taken note? No, I don't think there was any rift at all. I think, first of all, now, you know, when it seems like everything's in place, if there's any reports about a potential rift, I think it's for clicks at this point. And, you know, you've seen some of the local media members, Daryl Ryder of 92.3, the fan, Dan Lobby of the uh, Cleveland Plain Dealer, both came out and said, I don't think there was a rift. I think they're just probably debating and, you know, you know, somebody heard something wrong and, you know, it was a mole and reported it to one of the national writers. But, you know, I think we can all agree that John Dorsey does accept analytics because when you look at who he picked with the number one pick, and I'm talking about Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield was one of like the top rated quarterbacks when it comes down to analytics and like every statistical category Baker was first in. And that's strong analytics right there. Um, you know, I'm sure Stefanski had a, had a following in that organization and on that committee. Uh, Based on Mary Kay Cabot's writing, John Dorsey is the one that brought Stefanski's name to the table. And I'm sure he had a solid interview, and I'm sure the Browns tried to figure out a way to keep both Kitchens and Stefanski. But Stefanski went ahead and went back to Minnesota, where he's now the full-time offensive coordinator for the Vikings. So um, I'm sure they would have liked to keep both. But at the end of the day, I think they had to go with Kitchens because uh, you can't go wrong with looking at what he did during those final eight games. And like we've mentioned numerous times already, the relationship he has with Baker. So uh, obviously there's a need for the Browns for both an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. Now they could potentially not have an OC. Uh, They could have uh, a setup like the LA Rams do with having a passing game coordinator and a running game coordinator. Jack, if you had any idea, uh, 
any inkling of, of who could potentially be up for um, you know one of those spots. I know I know I threw Adam Gacy off the air. I know uh, that could cause an issue, being that uh, he came recommended to Haslam for head coach for Peyton Manning apparently. Uh, but you know he could fill one of those spots. Or are there any other guys across the NFL that you think could? Uh, potentially fill one of those uh, coordinator spots on offense. I I mean, I don't have the slightest clue, to be honest with you. I mean, if there was anybody, maybe they were uh, anybody that worked with Freddie at any point when he was in Arizona, um, but they might already be heading to Tampa to work with Bruce Arians. I know, I don't think Byron left, which ever crossed paths with Kitchens. I could be wrong, but he's now going to be the uh, – offensive coordinator and he's going to actually call the plays under Arians which is surprising I think everybody assumed that Bruce Arians would call plays but left which is going in that direction but uh, I do think Freddie's going to call plays I would expect that he'll like you said hire a pass game coordinator and a run game coordinator and I'm sure there'll be people out there that are saying you know Freddie should hire an offensive coordinator to take the pressure off him but if you look across the NFL there's a lot of coaches that do call their own plays. Sean Payton, Sean McVay. Um, I think Doug Peterson calls his own plays. So I wouldn't really fret over that. Um, I'm sure Freddie will be okay. And I'm sure he's going to surround himself with people. He trusts to take the load off on some, uh, you know, some of the things he has to do as a head coach to ease the load in his first year. I thought of another name. What would you think? And they actually brought him into uh, the head coaching interviews. What would you think of uh, Jim Caldwell? Um, who was formerly with the Detroit Lions of potentially being one of those coordinators or, or maybe even the offensive coordinator? Yeah, it's, it's a definite possibility. Uh, I could see him being a pass game coordinator for sure. Um, I know he's working with the uh, XFL that's getting ready to relaunch next year. So um, I don't know if he's wanting to get back into the NFL. I know he interviewed for multiple teams. Um, he has a track record of working with quarterbacks, but uh, you know, the, I, I think our QB coach position is filled, uh, from my understanding. So we'll see how it, uh, we'll see how it goes, but Caldwell definitely could be an option. I know when we did interview him, I didn't think he'd be a head coaching candidate, but I could see him potentially in a coordinator role. Okay. Uh, talk about the defensive coordinator. Now the, uh, the Browns did release, uh, Greg Williams from his, uh, from his duties on the defensive side of football and obviously the interim head coaching spot. So what would you do um, in, in terms of defensive coordinator now? Cause obviously you're going to be looking for one and um, you know, I don't care whether a coordinator runs a four, three, whether he runs a three, four uh, we've talked about how he, on here, how uh, the nickel defense is pretty much a new base defense in the NFL. Um, and obviously you have a lot of guys on this defense uh, that you need to play to their strengths, especially Miles Garrett. Um, so when you're looking at this list of uh, potential defensive coordinators, uh, who really interests you uh, on this list? Uh, the name at the top of the list, and that's uh, former Colts head coach and former Ravens defensive coordinator, um, Chuck Pagano. I mean, you look at his track record. He worked uh, with the Baltimore Ravens for many years as the secondary coach. And then he was the defensive coordinator for a year before he ultimately took the 
head coaching position with the Indianapolis Colts. I think we've all seen how dominant that Ravens defense has been uh, for the last 20, 25 years. And since, you know, they've moved to Baltimore from Cleveland and you, I mean, Pagano, he, his resume speaks for himself. He would be a guy that's be on the top of the list. Um, Unfortunately, Todd Bowles was a potential defensive coordinator. He's going to take, the position in Tampa under Bruce Arians. I could have seen the connection there with him and Kitchens, or maybe Kitchens could have lured him to Cleveland, but obviously Bowles would appreciate or would um, love to work more in Florida than Ohio, which I can't blame him for that because of the weather. Um, Other guys, you know, Chris Richard, the defensive backs coach for the Cowboys would be a potential option, but it looks like he's going to get the head coaching gig in Miami. Uh, Vance Joseph's out there who was a solid defensive coordinator and uh, I think it was Miami. And, you know, he just got fired as the head coach of the Broncos, but he could be the next coach of the Bengals. That's still up for debate. And then, you know, another name that's floating out there is Steve Wilkes, who just got fired in Arizona. He's got a track record on the defensive side of the ball. So there's some solid options out there. Um, It'll be interesting to see who, uh, Freddie's going to bring in. I know a lot of people wanted them to keep Greg Williams, but I think at the end of the day, the only way Greg Williams was staying is if he was going to be the full-time head coach. Is there anything else you want to say about Greg Williams? Because obviously, you know, he did a fantastic job helping the Browns turn uh, that uh, abysmal season around and, and, you know, leading the Browns to a, a fantastic record to close out the year. Is there anything you want to say to Greg as we say goodbye to potentially – uh, one of the uh, better coaches that we've had since 99, uh, but unfortunately he wasn't good enough. Oh, it, just thank you for your, for what you did for this organization, Greg. I think, you know, when you look at it, I remember when, you know, the coaching changes were made and he was made as interim head coach. I was kind of like, we'll see how this goes. And, but obviously he was put in that position because John Dorsey and them knew that he would get everybody on track and he was, you know, going to bring that toughness, that discipline that that team needed. And he made those boys work and it showed on the field, you know, him and Freddie Kitchens, you know, they they weathered the storm and they put together some of the best football that, you know, we've seen as Browns fans in a long time. And, you know, I know, Greg, you know, a lot of people don't like him because of Bounty Gate. And a lot of people don't like him because of the things he says and every everybody's going to make fun of him because he said he had head coaching gigs lined up. Well, you know, there's only like two or three left available. Maybe he can get one still at the last minute, but you know, at the end of the day, Greg, you know, made Browns fans believe again in this team. So I got to tip my hat and say, thank you. Uh, he can have a head coaching job just as long as it's not in Cincinnati. Uh, I would be, I would be upset if it wasn't Cincinnati, but, um, you know, there have been other changes uh, to the coaching staff already. Uh, Ken Zampezi uh, is out as the quarterback coach, and Amos, famous Amos Jones is out as special teams coordinator. So obviously Freddie has wasted no time in starting to, to shape that coaching staff the way he wants. Uh, is there anything else you want to discuss about uh, the coaching uh, you know, hiring Freddie or whatnot before we move on to picking some of these divisional football games this weekend. 
Uh, I just want to add before we do move on to the next topic, uh, assistant offensive line coach Mark Hudson has been let go. Defensive quality control coach Eric Sanders has been let go. Uh, Ryan Lindley, who was brought in to coach the running backs once Kitchens was elevated to offensive coordinator, um, he's staying on, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be become the quarterback's coach. And then uh, – Receivers coach Adam Henry and defensive backs coach Dwayne Walker are also reportedly going to stay, and that's according to Cleveland.com. Do you think it's possible that uh, Greg Williams' son could be the defensive coordinator of this team? I think there's a chance, but I would probably think that Blake will go wherever his dad ends up, whether his dad – you know, even, and if his dad decides to retire, I mean, he's 60, he's coached in the NFL a long time. Maybe Blake has an opportunity, but I would think Blake will probably move on as well. It sounds like, and, and this goes uh, courtesy of Lane Adkins of the Orange and Brown Report, it sounds like the defensive side of the ball is going to be nearly wiped out. So I think there's going to be a lot of changes on that side for sure. All right, let's pick some football games for this weekend. Um First off, we have the Indianapolis Colts and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Colts did a fantastic job last week shutting down the Houston Texans uh, offense. Do you think that they could do the same thing two weeks in a row and shut down this high-powered Kansas City offense and knock out the, the top seed in the AFC? I really do. I am a believer in the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, we talked about how Matt Eberflus has been doing a solid job, and I definitely believe that, you know, that defensive side of the ball is – uh, playing with fire and they're playing some dominant ball, but also on the offensive side, you know, you got Andrew Luck, who's having an amazing comeback season, probably a win comeback player of the year. Um, Marlon Mack, the running back has been, you know, chewing up defenses. And of course you got T Y Hilton, who is a deep threat always on that Colts offense. I think the Colts are going to win this game. I think they're going to knock off the chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs' defense is that good. Um, I think they can definitely put up some points, but I think the Colts will match them step for step, and I think their defense uh, gets them the victory. All right, let's talk about the the other AFC game. We have the New England Patriots uh, playing host to the Los Angeles Chargers. I actually got that right for once. Uh, to me, th- this seems to be the real upset special of the week. Uh, a lot of people are high on the Chargers uh, after their win last week. and do you, So do you think – the Chargers have a shot in New England to go into Foxborough and, and knock off the Patriots. I definitely think they have a chance. Their defense is also playing solid. And I think in the postseason, you know, the offenses get teams to the playoffs, but then the defense wins them the playoff. But at the end of the day, I can't go against New England, especially at home. They're undefeated at home this year, and it's playoff time. It's money time for Belichick and Brady. As much as I want to see Phillip Rivers have a shot at the Super Bowl, I'm going to go with the Patriots on this one. All right, let's go over to the NFC, and uh, the magic of St. Nick uh, continues with Nick Foles, and he'll need some of that magic uh, as as the Eagles take on the New Orleans Saints down in New Orleans this weekend. Uh, Is there any chance that – uh, St. Nick can keep this magic going and somehow pull out a victory against the New Orleans Saints. See, this is a tough pick for me because I, I am a believer of Nick Foles, and I think the debate that's going on between do they keep 
Nick Foles or do they keep Carson Wentz? It, it, it's, I think that's going to be one of the most interesting storylines of the offseason for sure, especially if the Eagles continue to roll. But I picked the Saints in the preseason to go to the Super Bowl to represent the NFC, and I'm sticking with that pick. So uh, I say the Saints beat the Eagles in this one. I actually think both you and I picked uh, the Saints to reach the Super Bowl, but uh, we won't mention who we picked from the AFC uh, to, to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. We, we just won't go there. Um, all right, the other NFC game, we have the Dallas Cowboys, uh, who came off a fantastic win against the Seattle Seahawks last weekend. Uh, they'll be taking on the Los Angeles Rams and uh, another high-powered offense. This is going to be another... A great matchup of a high-powered offense versus a really good defense. So, do you think the Cowboys can do can do enough defensively uh, to hold the Rams uh, hold the Rams down and, and come away with a victory? Well, I actually just looked it up and I lied. I picked the Rams to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. So, uh, for this game, I'm going to have to pick the Rams because so I can look half smart because like we said our AFC pick was way off uh but I do think it'll be a close game just because I think the Cowboys defense is playing really good a lot of people aren't talking about them but at the end of the day I think the Saints are the or the not the Saints the Rams are the better team and I think the Rams come out on top I want to say I picked the Saints to go to I picked the Saints to win the Super Bowl and you picked uh the Rams to go so um Anyway, uh, you know those are four fantastic games that we'll have this weekend. Uh, you know the AFC slash NFC championship games are going to be really interesting. Uh, there are a lot of potential intriguing matchups, and uh, it's going to be another great weekend of football for sure. All right, Jack, is there anything else uh, before we get out of here on this emergency pod uh, that you want to discuss? Well, I made my picks. Uh, are you going to make your picks? Uh, see, I was trying to get out of here without making picks. All right, I guess I will. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to handle the Colts. Uh, I know the Colts have been playing really well, but uh, you know, I just have so much faith in, in Patrick Mahomes that um, uh, I really have no uh, – I think they'll have no problem handling uh, the Colts at home. Um, I think the Saints uh, will – finally be able to stop St. Nick and that magic down there uh, in New Orleans. Uh, I'll have, I'll take the Rams over to Cowboys and then I will take uh, the Chargers over to Patriots. I, I really think that the, this is Phil Rivers' time. He's never beaten Tom Brady. He's owned seven against Tom Brady. That um, would be a heck of a time to get your first win to advance to the AFC championship game. And, uh, Phil Rivers deserves to go to a Super Bowl, and this might be his last chance to, to do that with all the uh, other young quarterbacks coming up and all the other guys. So um, it should be very interesting for sure. All right, Jack, anything else? Nope, we're good, man. All right, go ahead and plug what you need to plug so we can get on out of here. <clears throat> As always, follow me on Twitter at jmccurrycle and check out my site, thenorthcoastsports.com, for all the latest on Cleveland sports. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Jokey, J-O-K-I. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and on Facebook at 1085 Gridiron. Uh, you can find our podcast on any, pretty much any uh, platform that you can think of that you use to listen to podcasts, including uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. 
Uh, we always appreciate you guys listening to us. We appreciate any feedback that you're willing to give us. So uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We absolutely appreciate it. And, you know, it's nice that we have a new head coach. And uh, as we get out of here, I'll leave you with this as I do at the end of every episode and even more so today with Freddie Kitchens as a new head coach. That is Go Browns. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.